Seven Days to Play. Welcome to Seven Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I am Sam. And I'm Edwin. Each week we challenge one another to play a new mobile game, and this week it was my turn. And I chose... Please say the title. Please say the title. Oh, I've got it. I'm ready to go. Locked and loaded. Catch the Robot King Noir Solo. <laughs> Still... Okay, so this is my theory now. Oh, after playing boy. this game. What is this game, Edwin? What is this game? Okay, so this is my theory of the game of the game title. So, Catch the Robot King is going to be the name of a lengthy series of these kind of games. Noir is a variation, and then Solo is... The mode. The mode, yeah, I think. Well, Sam, I mean, you were mad at me, rightfully so, because I chose kind of accidentally a, like, hyper-popular, mass-market, boring game. So I thought I would swing maybe too far in the other direction and find an <laughs> unknown indie game. Uh, Catch Robot King is a 2020... Uh, sorry, Catch Robot King... <laughs> Catch Robot King Noir Solo, to give it its full title, is a 2020 game by William Reichardt, it, uh, a solo indie developer. One person made this whole game, which yeah, I would say is impressive. very impressive. But as they say in the App Store listings, the first thing they say is... Note, this game is highly graphic intensive and will not perform smoothly on older devices. Play at your own discretion. And I can say that is accurate. I don't know if you've held, ran into this too. Uh, I have a, what do I have? I think it's a iPhone XS Max. Mm. We have the same yeah. phone, don't we? Yeah, we have the same phone. Like, I think it is a tennis Max. We're a couple of years behind. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh boy, it did not run smooth. Really? Oh. It ran okay for me. Oh, interesting. Okay. Hmm. Maybe hmm. maybe it's time to give my phone a digital enema. Reboot it. <laughs> Someone described it as that once, and now I can't stop thinking about it. Because <laughs> it's both accurate and gross. <laughs> it's two of my favorite things. Cat's Robot King Noir Solo is a first-person shooter. It was kind of described also on the App Store as a chillaxing robot shooter. Robot is hunter. it chillaxing though? Is it chillaxing? That is the very first question I wanted to pose to you because I was not chillaxed. I was very tense and curious about everything that I was seeing within this game. <laughs> it certainly has its own distinct visual style, which is, you know, something we often admire, but uh, maybe sometimes it went too far in the other direction. Okay. Yeah, I was not chillaxed. Uh, <laughs> I was curious. And also, I was aroused at some points. <laughs> a curious, arousing robot hunter. Because be whenever called. you're hit... Okay, so this is like a, a okay. third-person third shooter, right? Yes. So you're going around this like weird land mm -hmm. uh, that's strangely infested by robots. For, the world of for noir. No, right. No rhyme and reason. There's no explanation to anything. You're just like plopped in and you just have to like, I assume, like shoot things, right? Yes. And then you run around... Well, it was really confusing and I was curious about the whole thing because like in the first area that I landed on when I first started this game, there's no one around. Absolutely empty. No mm. one around. So what happened in this strange land? Where are all these people? Right. And I thought, going well, this is super interesting because it, I, I was curious. It's like, what's the lore behind this? Like, <laughs> you know, this is actually getting me to think about like a really interesting premise. I had no idea about what the story was. And now just because of this environment and like the, the signs that are sort of popping up, it made me really curious about, you know, the story of it. And I was like, this is great, right? This is amazing. And then uh, there was like these really weird things of like these little symbols that float, you know, 
I, which I assume is like kind of money. And then there's this little symbol that shows up on top that says like, the king is now worth 6,000 credits. And I was like, what? Like, what is this? The king. This is super interesting. <laughs> um, and then I got to the actual game part, which is, you know, apparently you're supposed to be in there like shooting robots, right? Well, that is the whole premise. The chillaxing robot hunting shooting. <laughs> right. And uh, every time you get hit, you go, uh. <laughs> <laughs> it is quite an upsetting sound, I'm going to say. <laughs> I did not care for it. I was, I was, uh, I was shook to my core. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay, so yes, that is quite an upsetting uh, sound. Um, did you ever manage to actually kill a robot? Yes, <gasps> it took a lot of tries. Really? Oh my gosh! Okay, tell me how, because I have yet to actually kill a robot. I feel like you know, I I have them in my crosshairs. I'm mm -hmm. shooting what looks like lightning out of my gun. Right. Kind of doing a bit of a Sith Lord the electricity dazzle. And very unsatisfying shooting mechanic. <laughs> but nothing seems to happen. The robots just keep on yep. shooting me. There's no hit points. Uh, they don't have any sort of reaction to your shooting. There's kind of like a splash when it reaches them. So yeah. you're not sure if it's actually hurting them. Uh, and But you just have to keep trying, right? Oh, you okay. just keep... Okay. And right. the other thing is like you what have... allegory for life it is really. You get no right. feedback, but you just keep trying. <laughs> and you, there is no ammo count on your gun, but every once in a while it'll just say recharge. That looks like a button, but it's not actually a button. You just mm. have to wait a certain time until your gun is ready to shoot again. Right. And then you just continue to shoot. And every, uh, I think after like 20 shots on the robot, it will explode. It'll explode the robot. Oh, okay. All right. Well, see, now I'm playing it. And whereas I would run into hundreds of robots, now they all seem to have vanished. Yeah. Okay. Well, where's my freaking robot gone? Very it, odd and confusing. <laughs> um, in addition to... So, let's see. So, there's a points mechanic, right? So, you can mm -hmm. collect points, and that is good. Um, right. I think the method, the idea is you're supposed to collect points. Uh, there's also angel and devil collectibles, which are essentially like a little random trick or treat for you. Sometimes they'll give you extra points. Sometimes they'll teleport you to another place. Um, yeah. I think those are the I only two options I came across. Mm -hmm. That's kind of like, like a fun little mechanic. I quite like that. Yeah. Like I think some, some are good buffs and some are like negative things, right? Like if you get like an angel point, it might make you move faster, right? So you run around quicker or like shoot faster. Some, some stuff mm, like that. Oh, I see. Yes. And then like the, the devil things are like, when like usually negative things like it'll just teleport you to a random location on the map or mm, i don't know that was like the only thing that i got from like the devil thing right right from, that, yeah from my playthrough yeah yeah um did you ever find or catch even the robot king i did not because there is a map isn't there so you get a map uh and the robot king is marked upon it and then it's up to you to do a little bit of uh orienteering to navigate through the world to find said robot king yeah i don't think i actually i've seen like a big robot oh. like a big big I mean, robot but i don't think that was like the king. robot king okay. yeah. well, what would you look for in if, if not a giant robot in, in, right. a, in a robot king see that's what i thought yeah but it wasn't it wasn't the robot king and i was uh you know, slightly oh. slightly disappointed because there is a map that will tell you where the robot, robot king, king is 
Right. Well, there's a little, uh, little mini map that you can expand. Oh, really? I didn't realize that you can expand that. See, once again. Mm, that's true. General confusion. But when you discover it, you're like, oh, this is kind of cool, right? Right. And there's that aspect of it. But yeah, overall, uh, it was it was a, a bit of a head scratcher for me, this game. <laughs> I think that's, that is, you know what? I'm going to say accurate. I mean, it's a, for one person. This is like quite an amazingly realized game. Like there's yeah. walking around this city, there's you know, shopping plazas, there's uh, parks, there's a monorail, there's uh, little um, bluffs and hills. Mm -hmm. There's like a whole there's, bunch of stuff going on. Like, and it looks okay. Actually a beautiful game. Uh, it, like the mechanics reminds me of uh, PUBG a lot. Like the way the character <laughs> moves. This is uh, very true. Yeah, there's the cars way. driving around. <laughs> yeah. It's flapping feet, hit the, <laughs> hit the floor. Yeah, like um, fish on a sideboard <laughs> yeah so it, it kind of tells me like maybe it's like this basic sandbox toolkit that both PUBG and <laughs> and this game use which might be like I don't know like uh, some offshoot of like the, the Unreal Engine or something like that right mm, like where you might be right yeah it's kind of like a kit uh, like a sandbox kit that you can use but yeah I was I like the ambitiousness of it like I thought that was kind of cool um, yeah. and I was super intrigued by the meta aspect of it like, this is, it. Ne nothing has really got me this, like, um, curious about the background of a game like this game mm. <laughs> from all the games that we played. Because, yeah. And oh, I feel like oh, there's something it, there. Oh, sorry. Uh, it, it uses Blender for mm. your field digging, uh, which is a open source 3D creation tool. Mm -hmm. uh, I can see that. That's all I... I've heard of it, but I yeah I don't know any more about it than than that. Uh, yeah. So this game it was quite quite the uh, I really appreciated the recommendation because <laughs> I don't think it's one of those games that I would have ever considered uh, playing. Yeah. Yeah, agrees. Um, but quirky, but maybe not not a worth a week of attention right and you know what i realized i realized that i didn't read the description of the game at all and it's probably something that i should do mm -hmm. um would you would you mind reading the description for maybe it might clear some some questions we might have the king is coming for you welcome to noir noir square bracket solo is a nice relaxing open world sandbox single player time wasting robot hunting shooter game Designed specifically for mobile. That's actually a pretty good description. Yeah, it's accurate. Uh, the Botomatics factory is cranking out robots, and your mission is to catch and destroy the king robots, but be quick. When the king runs out of noir credits, your game is over. So that is something, as you say, this is the robot king is now worth X amount of credits, and then every, I don't know, couple of minutes, you see a decreasing number of credits. Mm. Uh, the world of noir consists of nine environments, varying in size and intensity. Gigas, Yuku, Dear Blesser, Dun, Dun Lisa, and Sinclair Field are the largest. Oh, and the Sinclair Field are the largest. As a noob noir, your weapons have little, uh, leave little, leave a little to be desired. No, that's the right phrase. Okay, I was just tripping over that. Noir Solo uh, supplies you with two guns: the L six three two Bulldog Automatic Laser Rifle, and the Crank X forty three Laser Beam Equalizer. 
pick up noir credits for gun upgrades, teleports, and to restore your shield. Destroying the king and Botomatics drop you noir credits. Check. <laughs> so really, there's a lot going on here. Yeah. Like the gun upgrades mechanism, uh, unclear. Because like, I've got, you know, let's see, I've got, I've got, I have some credits. I have, let's see. So what's kind of nice about this is, is your credits level up throughout each game you play. So even if right. you have a game over, you still collect the credits. So right now I have 25,755 credits, which I think, oh, look. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I can... Um, you can upgrade up, your up, weapons. Yeah. Yeah, okay. that was totally not clear within the game. Mm. I think it's once, you, once you've finished a game, you go back to the sort of slightly dizzying, disorientating, auto-panning <laughs> home screen. And then... Where there's big words that say, user. <laughs> user with a Y-O-U. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, uh, and then from there, you can uh, level up your... Your automatic weapon. I think you can also choose which weapon do you want to use. Right. Um, check your map to see where the king tram and bottomatics are. So the that is useful information right there. Use the tram to get from place to place quickly, or use noir credits to teleport around the map instantly. Customize your character in the lobby. Choose from skins, hair, accessories, and gun skins. Sam, did you customize your um, your player? I did. I had to. It was just way too provocative if I didn't. So I, <laughs> I had to change my character. Uh, yeah, I've gone for a very strong purple skin, underpants, and occasional tattoo look with <laughs> kind of, a, I guess, purple Elvis hair and a sort of hockey, hockey mask. It's a strong look. Amazing. Sounds, a... sounds like your PUBG character. <laughs> oh, on PUBG, I've gone... Full out themed. I got the burger hat that is essentially, well, it is exactly what it sounds like. It's like a, the top half of a hamburger that you wear <laughs> on your head. So now I've changed my name to BRGR in the nice. game and I can never take it off. <laughs> Edwin, let's get on to the three by threes. Okay. Three things good and three things that displease. Three things mm. good. <laughs> I mean, it's, I love the ambition, as you were saying. Yeah. Uh, this, the levels, really have a lot of thoughts uh, put into them. They're a lot bigger than, I don't know, if someone told me one person made a 3D game, check it out, uh, it was, I would kind of expect it to look a little... Um, Shambly. Yeah, yeah. And like, you can tell this isn't glossy or, you know, dazzlingly beautiful, but like it certainly has a level of execution that uh, mm -hmm. I'm impressed about. Yeah, yeah. Whether Whether or not they use like ready-made elements uh the way that it's sort of all put together is is very impressive yeah it's um, a lot of work yeah it is a lot of work uh yeah i think you know definitely uh there is a lot going on in this game uh, <laughs> i think the one of the best parts about it is how little is explained and how much it assumes you know you should know what you're getting into and oh. i kind of really dig that about this game like you know, you just sort of plopped in and the the atmosphere just oozes with a lot of its own personality that makes you wonder like, whoa, whoa, like what's actually happening in this game? <laughs> um, and I, I actually feel like more games should take this approach. Right. It's having a little bit of a, whoa, like WTF. Right. But in a kind of interesting way. Um, my next good point is I don't really have any other good points. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really say that the shooting was satisfying or I think that's, the, yeah. the controls were satisfying. 
Yeah, it certainly felt a little bit, um, what was it, sort of ungrounded. It's not tuned. Yeah, it's not tuned. Yeah, which, you know, I guess is, is it's tough. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I think it feels like a lot of attention was paid to the look of the game, mm -hmm. which is, you know, has its own unique vibe, but the feel is is kind of lacking, I think. Yeah. You know. um, and maybe we should then get on to the bad points. Which I think so. I think that is a that is a good point to a bad point. <laughs> um, a good point to a bad point. <laughs> yeah, I was just generally very confused about this game. Uh, I think there were lots of opportunities to have a bit of text, a bit of like, hey, this is what you're supposed to do. Yep. Uh, which, you know, from a single developer I think it's really easy to fall into the trap of like, you know, you're living in this game for how many years, probably mm -hmm. making it that a lot of that sort of builds into like your own assumptions. And uh, sometimes it seems really clear to you and you shouldn't have to explain it. But, you know, this, which is why like testing and getting first user experiences are always so important. You got to you have to consider like no one knows about this game, right? Yes. Yeah. Um uh, in addition to moving, like the shooting as well, I think is such a core part of the game and it just wasn't fun. Right. Uh, there was no real feedback of, oh no, you are doing the right thing. So that has led you to be confused as to, hang on, am I actually shooting this robot? Is it doing anything? Am I, is there something I'm missing? Um, yeah, I would like a little bit more feedback. Maybe robots are harder to kill. So, you know, I can, I can, I can believe that but at least some kind of feedback to you as the player to say, no, you are doing the right thing. You just, you know, need to keep doing it more or uh, you need to power up your, level up your gun or something. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, if the, if the whole part of the game is you're supposed to go and destroy these robots, that should probably be an important aspect for you to tweak and make sure that that feels good in your game or that feels like it's explained. Yeah. Edwin. Yes. How many days did you play? Uh, how do you say this game again? Catch the <laughs> Robot King Noir Solo. <laughs> uh, this is a three day for me. Uh, the gameplay is tough to get on board with, but just the sheer audacity and wackiness of it kind of uh, tickled my brain and brought me back to maybe try it again. Right. Yeah. And this is a three day for me as well. Like I was actually surprised when I first saw it. I thought, oh, <laughs> this is immediately a one day for me. But there was something about it, like <laughs> something about the confusing nature of this game just made me say, like, hang on, let me let me actually try that again. <laughs> kind of seeps see into your brain a little bit and kind of goes, right. hey, you know what, maybe we'll just kind of want to try it again. Perhaps I was just, you know, perhaps I just need to catch more, get more coins and then level up my gun before I try and shoot robots. Right. And it, I think it's everything it asks. Everything about this game that sort of leads me to that. This like even the name of the game is like really confusing. Uh, the way you're like half naked is kind of confusing. The way you moan when you get shot is really wow. confusing. <laughs> right, it's like a very upsetting cat-like moan. Right. It's kind of uh, a cross between a cat being very irritated and a cat in heat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, irritated randy cat <laughs> using the british meaning of that word right <laughs> randy cat should be a online comic 
Ooh, I like it. <laughs> I mean, I still have that iPad with Procreate on one day. That's right. I need to start my, my comic uh, side business. Oh, Randy Cat is for sale. Oh, amazing. That's I could it. Buy it. I could buy it now for $1,400. The goal is for you to create an online webcomic that becomes super popular, where if you just drop any merch of it, you're just going to make an instant million dollars off of the merch. <laughs> And That's then the I can afford to buy randycat.com. <laughs> <laughs> wonder what other domains are available. This is not a good use of our time. I think it's the perfect use of our time. Uh, but let's call out the next game that you should be playing for the next seven days, Edwin. Oh, yes, please. Um, so. Oh, Sam, hang on a second. Mm. Randyc.at is available for $29. Oh, my goodness. Should I buy it? <laughs> <laughs> Randy C is perfect. Randy C dot AT. Right. <laughs> hmm. Do it. Mm, okay. It was such a bad influence, but I can't love it. All right, done. Got it. <laughs> I'm now the proud owner of Randy K dot at. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I'm looking forward to your webcomics, Edwin. Okay, thank you. Anyway, Sam, what are we playing? Yes. So, Edwin, do you know who Eddie Marson is? I love a quiz, but I do not know who Eddie Marston is. He is apparently a British actor. Hmm. I was going to say, yes. I think I was got, maybe got confused with Eddie Redmayne, who's someone different. Mm. Eddie Redmayne, also a British actor. Yeah. Also yeah. called Eddie. Also called yeah. Eddie. Oh, boy. I know this guy. Yeah. Yep. He usually plays like a sniveling either like a, a bad guy or, you know, a meddling person, right? Mm, I, he appears in Ray Donovan, which is a terrible TV show that I watched a lot of. Okay. He's, uh, he, he's Ray Donovan's brother. Is he, is sure. he of ill nature? Uh, I mean, they all are, but yes. Okay. So uh, there's a game with, there's a choose your own adventure game with him in it. And oh. Edwin, you shall be playing... Death Trap Dungeon. Death Trap Dungeon. Okay. It is a bit. It it is four ninety nine. So a price of a, a an expensive coffee, mm-hmm. but or coffee as I call it. Right. <laughs> uh, let's see. Death Death Trap Dungeon Trilogy. No, Death Trap Dungeon. Death Trap being one word and dungeon. No such thing as another. Oh, one. I see. Okay. So yes. Uh, for. It has his face future, right on the is, icon. Yeah, there is something called Death Trap. Jesus, that's so hard to say. Death Trap Dungeon Trilogy, which is three ninety nine. That is not correct. You want that is Death not correct. Trap Dungeon Interactive Video Adventure. Oh, with Eddie Redmayne's face on it. Eddie Marson. I'm going to call him Eddie Redmayne for now. <laughs> uh, so this is apparently a game based on Ian Livingston's multi million dollar, multi million pounds, maybe. Okay. Uh, sure. Game book. Um, but it's kind of like a choose your own adventure sort of thing. Oh, I like uh, that you roll f- your dice on his face. That's <laughs> interesting. <laughs> That's what his face is saying. If you roll hey, dice on me. Roll yeah. some dice on these things. <laughs> <laughs> Begin your interactive video adventure. Wow, how curious. How curious. It will take three gigs, though, of your space. So <laughs> That's make- a lot of Eddie Marsden. That is. So make some room for <laughs> little Eddie Marson. <laughs> All right. I have to go delete some of my older games then. Because my phone is many things, but 
plentiful of storage space. It is not space. Right. Note to our dear listeners, do not ever get the 64 gig version of the phone. It's not worth it. It's not. It's true. Yeah. Uh, so, Edwin, you have seven days to play Death Trap Dungeon. See how I said that? It's really hard. Yeah, I'm impressed. It's very hard for me to say. <laughs> I'm just going to call it Double D. Eddie Marsden's Double D. Eddie Redmayne's Double D. That sounds like his chest measurements. But. <laughs> uh, before we go, Edwin, do you have any things of the week? Uh, mine's kind of embarrassing. Is it? No, I'm talking to you, Sam. So yeah, of course not. I'm not embarrassed. Now, Sam, um, are you aware of the three movies made by George Lucas at the turn of the century, known as the Star Wars prequels? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Do you have any interest in watching them? No. <laughs> Do you have any interest in listening to 36 odd hours of a podcast with two people going into minute detail about every single essentially scene? Oh no, why? Why would they do this? <laughs> well, I don't know why, but this has got under my skin um, and I have <laughs> I have listened through these twice now. I don't know why, Sam. I don't know what's wrong with me. Are they pooping over it or are they like being... They are doing both. Like they were, they saw movies when they were younger. So the mm-hmm. podcast is talking about Blank Check with David and Griffin. Um, Griffin McElroy? Uh, no, I'm breaking out. I'm breaking out. This is you, this, this is no one I've listened to before. Wow. Uh, hosted by Griffin Newman and David Sims. Uh, they start off there. So th- this was in 2015. So I think this was kind of running up to the release of the first. Uh, host, oh, the first of the. the host call. The latest trilogy. Right. Yeah. Um, and so they've done a whole bunch of stuff, but the, basically it started off the idea being what happens when a director can basically write a blank check and make whatever movie they want. Mm. Um, and <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, they are, I mean, they obviously love film. They know a lot about film. Um, I think Griffin is actually an actor. He was in uh, Vinyl, the HBO series, as mm. um, uh, sort of a, yeah, uh, not, not, not an extra, but a small part in that. Um, but yeah, they have an interesting perspective. Um, if you want to spend 36 hours listening to someone dissect the prequels, uh, do it. I will put a little content warning in that it's a little bit jokey and, you know, goofy. Like it's not a serious, here is my essay about things. Sure. Star it's War- not the, we, we are, are all, all children. children of Star Wars. <laughs> No, but they have some great episodes. Like there's one where they got JD Amato, who's a TV director. He directed the Bring You Back to McElroy's. He directed the McElroy's TV show. Oh, I see. Um, he talks about like digital filmmaking in one of them and like how and in nineteen ninety-nine, like all this stuff was so completely new and like all of the sort of technology that's come since the uh yeah, the Phantom Menace was made and right. how like what an insane amount of difficult problems they're up against. Um, so that's really fascinating. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff in there. Uh, I don't think anyone really should listen to this, but this is what <laughs> I've been spending my my days doing for the last last two weeks. Uh, it's you know this this podcast is actually recommended to me from the podcast recommendation algorithms that are at Spotify. So mm-hmm. interesting. very interesting. Yeah, I'll I'll definitely check it out. I will listen. So is the whole podcast just about Star Wars or just no, the, a particular the first, series? Yeah, the first thirty or forty episodes are. And wow. then they sort of branch out into That's doing a lot of episodes. <laughs> Tell me about it. It really is. Um, 
but I can't help myself. I don't know why I sound something's broken in my brain. <laughs> okay, uh, I'll definitely check it out. Uh, mine is also kind of recommended, but not recommended, but I'm definitely recommending. <laughs> um, yep, I'm familiar. Do you know what uh, Eurovision is? Oh, boy. Uh, I do know what Eurovision is, yes. Do you know who Will Ferrell is? Oh, boy. Unfortunately, I yes. I will have to say I'm like... You know, some actors you're just kind of repelled by. Maybe that's yes. too strong a word, but you're just like, oh, if they're in something, you're like, eh. Uh, no one can tell you how great the movie is, but you'll always be like, oh, yes. that guy's in it. I'm not sure if I... I that, completely I mean, I'm, agree. I'm unenticed I... by their presence. 100% agree. And that's what I thought this movie would be. Okay. Uh, so Will Ferrell has a movie on Netflix called Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga, right? Okay. And it's actually a really good movie. Uh, <laughs> I feel like it's the movie that my soul needed at this point. Oh, Despite okay. Oh, so maybe there's a difference there yeah. between what is good and what your soul needs. Totally. Exactly. <laughs> and I think... Uh, it is what my soul needed. It's, you know, it's not, it's not like pooping on Eurovision at all. It actually does it real good justice. And what I liked about it is like the fans of Eurovision actually really like this movie as well. Mm. Okay. So I think there's something to that. Yeah. An homage to it, uh, and the nature of it. Uh, but also the songs in the movie are actually pretty good mm, okay. and enjoyable. Uh, in that crazy Eurovision way. Um, but yeah, I totally thought I was going <laughs> to watch this for just 30 minutes and say, okay, that's enough, Will Ferrell, but ended up watching the whole thing and <laughs> enjoyed it a lot. Hmm, well, I do have some vacation time coming up, going down the Jersey Shore, so maybe... Download it to the iPad. Yeah, maybe that's uh, time to do that. Yeah, And that's our show. Sam and myself have seven days to play Eddie Redmayne's Double D. Double <laughs> <laughs> Join us next week, uh, Death Trap Dungeon. Thank you. <laughs> By Eddie Double D. <laughs> uh, you have seven days to play, Death Trap Dungeon. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at seven days to play. If you want to tweet us, you can at seven days to play. Seven days to play. Seven days to play. Seven days to play.